0: is up fat Guy forum listeners this is gourmet with a quick note before we get into this week's episode a couple things first i am very excited that this week two new things are happening one this episode features the updated fat Guy forum fat Guy five questions two if you are a member of the patreon the after show starts now so this week going forward will be the brand new Fackeye forum after show exclusive to patreons so if you are not signed up Check out the link in the the notes of this episode. Get yourself signed up so you can get access to that extra content involving the show. I'm excited to finally getting it launched and in your hands. So let's move forward with that. That'll be exciting. And if you're not into Patreon and you still want to support the show, don't forget we have the affiliate links in the show notes for Redmond and Kettle and Fire Broths. If you use either of those codes, that helps support us keeping the show on the air as well. So that's all, my friends. Let's get into it. Hey there, everybody. Welcome to the next episode of the Fat Guy Forum. I am happy to have you listening to this new episode. And it's a new episode with an old guest. He is someone that has... He's probably up there. Two or three people that have been on the show, you know, in the four-plus times. Uh, He's coming back again because we have some new stuff to talk about. So I thought it would be good to catch up and kind of hear about this latest... The last time he was on, I called it a new adventure... And I just feel like adventure, you know, isn't isn't the appropriate word to really get into it. But we will get into it. And his name is Alex Porro. You probably recognize it if you've listened to the show. But Alex, how are you doing?
1: Pretty good. How you doing, Mike?
0: I'm doing good. I don't know what do I call you. You know, I feel like <laughs> Alex
1: Porro. I- um, I mean it, down here you know in my local area the Alejandro right that's, the, it that's you got to be cultured to do that uh, but poor everybody knows me as Poro that was kind of like a high school thing full name is Alex poro yeah yada. Yeah. you can call me whatever you want just uh but Alex Poro all right let's let's go with that so there we uh, go there <laughs> we,
0: now that now that we now that we spent 10 minutes on names um, so, I this I feel like I hope that you're sitting down because there may be someone listening who hasn't heard one of your episodes before. Uh, I know that's that's a shock. Um, the last time you were on was just a little over a year ago, so you know we're 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 not a lot going has too bad. A lot
1: has, lot has changed.
0: A lot has changed indeed. So why don't you do a you know kind of a a quick overview of like who you are. You know, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I, mean, yeah, I feel it. like every time I'm starting yeah. these now, because I could say what yeah. qualifies you to be on the fat guy forum. But I now I how many times have I asked you that question. So, yeah, uh, let's just get a, you know, give us a give us a quick overview of, of your story and then we'll dive into, you know, what's been going on. Last time you were on was was August of 2021 and we were talking about um, bodybuilding Vegas, and stage yeah, shows and yeah. stuff. And like, let's, you know, we'll dive into what's what's happened from there. So. I'm yep. gonna I'm Let's gonna I'm gonna
1: turn it over to you. Hand me the reins. All right. So um first and foremost, I, I think I had three. I think John Arpino had like four, but then he got fancy and he got his own podcast and own uh little company, uh the uh accountability. Oh, I'm terrible. I'm a terrible what's his thing called? Ah Accountability ALG. Accountable, ALG. Life ALG. Group. Accountable Life Life Group. Um but yeah, so this is I think episode four. But anyways uh alex poro is my name i am 30 years old i weighed nearly i probably did weigh 500 500 plus um before my rock bottom before my start date which was uh march march 29th 2017. i stepped on a pallet scale and i saw 480 staring back at me and um pretty much just man just shut down that day like uh went home kind of in disgust of myself I mean obviously we all know like we have to look in the mirror we we know going into these restaurants and going out into the world like you know you're big as hell um but I just was avoiding the fact of like I mean that and like I didn't have a a scale that went that high but once I saw that 480 pounds that was just my moment where i was like okay uh shit needs to change um so kind of cold turkey went home threw out all my food uh the reese's terrible terrible uh that i had to do that oreos pop tarts pizza rolls Quick, mountain dew everything pantry fridge empty um and then kind of just started doing the basics uh it started and i've always kind of followed like a bodybuilding type diet um, with limited carbs and then obviously upping it throughout But uh, since then uh, I lost the bulk of it. I lost 265 pounds in 15 months which uh, is diet and Going to pretty much Planet Fitness was where I started and spent most of my time in my journey So if anybody's hating on Planet Fitness Well, you can come talk to me. I'm not gonna do anything because I'm a nice guy but um <laughs> And you too, you know, you lost a lot of weight in Planet Fitness too. Like anybody can get it. Look, at, look at uh, guys like Dalton, Planet Fitness, boom. Um, so, lost two hundred sixty-five pounds, fifty months. Kept going, kept going. We are coming up on year six, and I had my biggest drop from the last episode in August when I did my last competition, which might be my last competition, which we'll get to. Um, I got all the way down to one hundred ninety-two pounds, so I lost nearly three hundred pounds. Um, that was never the objective. That was never the goal. The goal was, yo, I could die at any second. So I needed to change my life. Like I didn't do it. (laughs) I didn't like have these muscle mags on my, on my wall growing up being like, yo, I want to be a bodybuilder. I want to do this. Like, no, I, I, I can tell you right now, like I don't really remember having any passion besides like, you know, I always wanted to be a, but Dolphins player, that was kind of a, a wild dream. So like, that was the one thing that I picked when I was picking my goal weight was like 225 pounds. I look like a little linebacker, a little running back because I'm a short, stocky little dude. I'm only 5'7". But bodybuilding and all that, that just kind of came with it. That, that kind of just came into the mix as my story, as my journey, or as you said, my adventure progressed. So that is your not-so-short recap of my uh, – where I am today and where I started.
0: And if people want to hear you go more in depth into all of that, like I said, we have, there's past episodes where we've gone really, you know, kind of deep into the different twists and turns that your journey has taken. And, you know, so I'm going to put links in the show notes is the point I'm trying to make to people yeah. so they can listen and they should listen. And you, you can't, you can't keep giving it away. You know, you got to go to direct people to the, yeah. you know, value that time that you already gave for that. But one of the things that has always kind of been out there in your dur- during your journey and in your social media, people following your, your page, um, you know, after you lost the weight and kind of got into sharing your story and your journey and, and all of those things was loose skin and yeah. the, the presence of loose skin and your relationship with, with your loose skin. And, you know, one of those things where, you know, it on some levels, the, the Poro flap became like (laughs) ubiquitous to you like it was you know it 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 was was, a signature move yeah it was a signature move you know it was there on stage with you like you know it was it was a part of things but over the past year you know some things have have changed and happened and you know so I want to get into you know let's today really is us us talking about skin like so let's kind of get into you know if if you want to talk a little bit first I think about where you know, where your head was, you know, as you went through your journey with, you know, seeing loose skin develop and having it and what that was like, you know, and then we can talk about opportunities and what, what's come from there.
1: Yeah. Um, so obviously anybody, for the most part, anybody who's listening to this, uh, episode or any of your podcast episodes, uh, they don't need to be a man, even though it is the fat guy for him. Um, but Hey, when you lose an exponential amount of weight, like Even 50, 100, like everybody wears and loses in different spots. But like you lose 50 plus pounds, you're going to have loose weight, loose skin. You lose nearly 300 pounds, you're going to have a lot of loose skin. Some people more than others. Uh, Again, that's just a a genetic variable. Some people don't lose it at all. It could come down to how fast you lose it. I'm not a firm believer in like, yo, if you started taking collagen and you started putting all these creams on you when you started and you wore like a, a saran wrap, I don't believe in any of that. Like oh, if you yeah. get it, you're gonna you're gonna get it. Um
0: Well, I mean, like no, how 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 big was your waist at your heaviest?
1: Uh big ol' seven zero.
0: Right. And big old seven zero. And yeah. then when you lost the weight. Thirty
1: two. Thirty two as of yesterday.
0: Right. So if yeah. you you deflate thirty eight inches, it, mm-hmm. you know you're have it. the skin that held all of that is still there.
1: Yeah. So I mean Kind of like you said it's always been like my signature move and the one I, I want to say it's the biggest fault or not fault the biggest like it could be a strength and it could be a fault depending on how the individual looks at it but like my main thing is yeah genuinely i do care what people think of me i always want to be i i want to go down as like you know what i mean not to be like grim or think of When our time comes, but I want to be remembered for like the person I was. So I don't want to, I don't, I don't ever want anybody to think otherwise of me. Like I always want to put my best me out there. But like my one biggest thing was like, bro, I didn't care. Like I was 500 pounds out on the beach without a shirt. I didn't care. Like if you were looking at me, cool. Like, yeah, sure. It, adults looking at me, it didn't really hurt me. But like when you have the little kids looking at you and they're looking at you like you're an amusement ride or a circus freak. And yeah, they say things because they're little kids and you don't know, know better. That's the stuff that like sticks and it just, it's like, you're getting stabbed in your armpit, <laughs> like Just for a better, like you, you, you know, ah, it just shoots everywhere. Um, so then when I lost the weight again, same thing, like it didn't really bother me. Uh, it didn't limit me physically. I know a lot of people could get rashes, you know, back pain, you name it, type of complications. I never had any of that. Like when I was doing CrossFit, I would tuck it in my compression shorts and I would do box jumps. I would run like it had no limitations on me physically um, for better, you know, not TMI, but I don't put too much information out there, but like romantically, it never like it, it was never like an uh, unattractive quality um, romantically. Um, nothing. It was kind of just there, and uh, yeah, man. Like having this surgery, it was. Uh, it was. It was always something that, whenever somebody would ask me, it wasn't important because quite literally, it wasn't important. And if I didn't have this opportunity, then I still wouldn't have had it because my main thing, Mike, is like you know this because you're a close friend of mine is like this past year i stack 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 i worked overtime i hustled um my thing was buying my house i bought it like there's there's just there's everybody has priorities and like my priority was like yo i need to get out of my mom's house i love my mom but i was turning 30 i'm 30 now i was turning 30 I needed to spread my wings. I needed to grow. Like if uh, it's it's not so much of a staying hungry thing, but it's just the stagnation. Like I, I needed to grow. Like I needed, I wanted to save my money. I wanted to buy my house. Boom, I did it. Awesome. Like biggest, that's the thing I'm most proud of. Like the weight loss, great. I had to do that. I had to do that to save my life. The 2020 uh, transformation competition that I have, like my bio doesn't have summer shredding twenty twenty champ. It doesn't have beginning and current weight. Like it has none of that. Like my trophy is in my old room in my closet at my mom's house. Like that's how obsolete and how unimportant it is. Like my house, that's my biggest thing that I I've done ever. Like again, like I had to I had to lose weight to save my life. It, there was no if, ands or buts. Um, so that comes to the opportunity of the loose skin surgery. Um and I can not talk about it because uh, it's gonna come. It's gonna come soon enough. Um, I made just like I made friends with you over social media. Has its perks. I know we're gonna talk about it later. Has its perks and it has its faults. Um, I competed against a gentleman by the name of Anthony Lally. Um, you know him. You I, you've had him on before, right? Mm-hmm. I think he has an episode. Yeah. Um, and I've compete. I competed against him, and he knows this. And I've talked about it before. Like and. Um, this whole loose skin surgery was brought upon by me and him conversating back and forth. And we were able to work out a deal where I got his surgeon, like that's the only way. I loved the way his surgery came out because he didn't have the chest incisions underneath his chest. Um, you know, obviously, if you're going to have a 360, you're going to have that line, but it's above my, it's underneath my pant line, and it's, and it's actually fading away pretty well. Um, but you know, me and him were talking back and forth, and you know, just bouncing ideas off of each other. Help, help me, help you, blah blah blah. blah. Um, so my whole surgery was documented. While I didn't post much on social media, um, my whole surgery was documented behind camera, and it's going to be coming out. It's already confirmed to become coming out on Amazon Prime, Roku, and they're still working on Hulu and Netflix. And it's going to be released uh, February, I believe. So I was able to get my surgery completely compensated. Anthony is putting together the documentary for all those platforms. The surgeon is going to get kickback from... They're, you know, I'm turning mm-hmm. every time. So every time somebody asks me where, you know, who's my surgeon? Who's my surgeon? Boom. It's called evergreen, I believe, is what he, uh, Anthony calls it. You know what I mean? So it's just going to keep turning the table because there's, again, there's guys who are losing weight and they want the best surgery. So that's when they look at me, you still got to put in the work. Like, yeah, it's just like losing weight. Like, after you're underneath the knife, you still got to come back, you still got to put in the work just to, you know, make the, uh, fill the mold, per se. Um, so if that, man, if that opportunity never came, like, this was the absolute biggest, hardest, most difficult decision in, like, the last six months, man. Like It was it was a lot. It was a lot. And because, again, that loose skin was never a detriment to me mentally, physically, romantically, any Um So getting rid of it, man, I literally lost and left a big part of me in new york so without this opportunity i would still be flapping wiggling and jiggling uh, oh.
0: well i want to talk about it because i i think one of the you know one of the reasons i like this idea of us being able to kind of kernel in on on your experience is for people to kind of understand what you went through before what you went through after and what you're still going through like you know i i think sometimes when people look at pe- loose skin surgery experiences. You know, I, you see more people kind of sharing the full story now, but often it's, I had the surgery. Here's a couple pictures post op, and here's now we're six months later, and everything's dandy. And you know, so one of the, the opportunity I think is fantastic. You know, and that you know that you and Nolly were able to work on that, and I'm excited for people to see the documentary and for us all. You know, for I want I'm excited to see it. Like what I just, you know, I'm
1: gonna I'm gonna warn you and warn everybody at you're going to get to that halfway mark where it, there's it's literally everything so you're you're going to get to the the surgery table and you, people are going to see some pretty uh gruesome stuff so once you once you see that OR footage you could fast forward or or stop <laughs> yeah well it's don't everything. worry
0: I I've, I've already I've already avoided some of the pics that you've sent you know over the past year um
1: <laughs> you know,
0: with my own squeamish stomach but for you like this was really your first major surgery in your life right yeah, so yeah. what what went through you know the opportunity is amazing. Like mm-hmm. I remember conversations that we had about that opportunity. Like you know the fear of surgery and like what that yeah. means and going under and all of that. Like what was it? What was it like for you to make the decision to go through with it?
1: Drastic, drastic. Uh, I could say a couple words. Um, drastic, uh, impulsive. Just because. Again it was it was such a big opportunity um, that it was just like all on a whim. I was very excited um, they flew me out I couldn't tell you the day but I think it was march March of 2022 um, they flew me out just for a day literally in and out, uh for a consultation and the doctor kind of put it all literally put it all on the table and was like all right, when can we book it and I was like, "When can you get me on the table like let's go." Um, and, uh, you know, I didn't really consult that with my, my family or my loved ones because, again, I was just super excited. Um, so thankfully, like, everything worked out and, like, we go further on to it. It's like I was expecting to be up there for two, three weeks max because that, like that was, like, the recovery thing. So I only had two weeks of vacation. Um, so I knew I was going to take a hit, but again, huge opportunity, couldn't turn it down. Um, but the impulsiveness and the lack of planning was bad on my part. And it put a lot of stress on a lot of people around me. And, but it was, again, like I, I regret it now, but it, you know, we've all come to an understanding and what's done is done. And like, thankfully, like I'm still here and, uh. You know, not to sound dramatic, but yeah, like, because there was a complication. Um, so, uh, yeah, it was a big decision because like you said, um, I, it's, it's not a flex, you know what I mean? Like, even when people come up to me and they talk about, oh, I had weight loss surgery, I couldn't do it like you. Like, man, that's, like, give yourself credit. Like, if you if you have to sit down and come to a decision for yourself and with your family that you need to undergo a procedure to help you lose weight, it's obviously a very important problem to you. So the fact that this was my first surgery, first surgery and my first hospital was like overnight hospitalization ever. It was scary. And it was, yeah, it was something new. It was something new. Um. So a lot of new yeah. things.
0: And, it, and I do think it's, it's important, you know, for people to understand, like, what do you, knowing that you had that expectation of surgery happens, two to three weeks. And then I come home, you know, and I remember talking about that, like, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to recover. I just, I have a, I have a spot to recover at, you know, it'll just be a few weeks and then I'll be back and I'll be good to go. And that's not how it turned out. Like, no. No. <laughs> how, how long did you end up? How long were you up, up in New York?
1: So I'm going to be up front. I'm a jackass. Um, but I, I just, you, you can't expect it. Um, but like, Everything kind of another reason why, like I was just so gun ho and like let's get it done. Is like I my coach um, he has a house up in Staten Island that sits empty. So well now it doesn't. He sold it, um, but it was another opportunity. Like the surgery, uh, the surgeon surgery was up in New York, um, and being able to have a place where it's like yo, I don't have to get an Airbnb or a hotel for two to three weeks. Cool, let's do it. Um, but yeah, I was, uh, I almost ended up getting a license updated with a New York address because I was up there for, I was up there for five weeks. Um, because I don't want to skip right into it, but like three weeks into like two and a half weeks into recovery, I, um, I don't want to scare people. So like, you know, I, I'm whenever somebody DMs me. Or you know it's going to be a documentary. Is my complication was completely my fault. Um, I I'm not going to lie, man. I was <laughs> I was depressed. I was depressed. Like you're for me, it's not so much of the masculinity thing banging on my chest. Like oh, I got to go do this. I got to go do that. But like just you know something that I've I picked up um, like going to therapy afterwards is like I was extremely in in flight mode. Like I, I just needed to go 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 go. Like I, I just always needed to, you know, be moving, be working on something, moving my body, being productive, having some sort of purpose. And again, like I knew I wasn't going to be able to go to the gym. Cool. That's awesome. Like I I know I can still be in control of my food. I can't lift weights. Awesome. That's fine. But having a, a drain, one above my crotch, one on my side of my hip and two above my butt, Sleeping, I don't even know what that was. Um, they gave you, they gave me oxys, but I couldn't take oxys because they, for a better lack of terms, they back you up and you can't pass, pass any waste. Um, so then we went to um, edibles, edibles, and those helped a little bit. But again, just like being out of my home, being away from loved ones, like being away from my normal surrounding, being out of routine, being so... Stuck for a better lack of thermos, just being stuck and having to watch TV, it, it led to depression. And I was just like, fuck, man, like, did I, did I make the right decision? You know, like, just regretting all that stuff. So, a lot of times when my mom was like, yo, we got to get up and walk, like, you have to wear, they gave me these DVT compression boots to prevent having a DVT, which is a deep vein thrombosis. So, I wasn't walking enough. I wasn't wearing those enough. And I caught a blood clot in my right calf. And um I kinda just again I'm a jackass. I uh, I kinda just thought it was a cramp. So I knew I know you and uh and David both have Redman uh codes, but I needed something quick, so just Amazon some cheap trash electrolyte which I tried and I like it was one and done trash. But um John, John Arpino came over, just all these name drops, came to visit me one night and he's like, yeah, but that's not a, uh, it's not a cramp. He's like, you should definitely go get that checked out. So went to the hospital the next day. Uh, they did a little scan on it and yeah, it was a blood clot and, um, not much from there. They kind of just gave me, uh, I think they gave me a shot that night, which was supposed to be like a blood thinner shot. And they sent me on my way. Um, and then over the next, I want to say, like eight to ten hours from going home, um, my mom went to bed. Uh, my brother was there like the first two weeks, but then he had to go back home and go back to actual work. Um, shout out to my brother. He uh, took him twenty nine. Th- to twenty nine the point. Uh, took him twenty nine years to uh, have to wipe my butt and help me shower but he's 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 the mvp on there um but so the night after being released from the hospital mama went to sleep i said i was fine um but then i started having a hard time breathing because the blood clot had shot up into my lungs i didn't know this yet but it had shot up into my lungs um but here's the kicker where i'm a jackass again i i uh i had an appointment with my surgeon to have my drains potentially removed. He said he was gonna remove at least two to three. I had four, so I sucked it up. I was just like breathing as best as I could. And my mom was worried, was like, I'm good, I'm good. So we just hopped in the car, idiot, 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 putting my life on the line, putting my mom in that scenario where I could have died in the taxi and that would have been it. Like to have my mom have to try and res- res- resuscitate me is hard. <laughs> like, I still think about it, and there's still moments of like, you know, I-, I know I made the decision and it's over with, and it's just like, you can't regret. But it's just, like, I wish I made different decisions and thought from other people's perspectives besides just thinking of my own. So, went to that appointment. Uh, surgeon's like, yo, you look great, fantastic. Everything's popping, looks good. Uh, get the fuck out of my office. <laughs> um, he's like, you need to go to the hospital. Like, Get out of my office. Go to the ER right now. Um, again, I didn't know that it shot into my lungs, but we got there. I got to the uh, um, emergency room, and they did another a scan. Yeah, uh, it shot into your lungs. You have uh, two blood clots that separated and shot into your lungs. Uh, we need to put you on oxygen and uh yeah spent almost uh like a day and a half um in the hospital um breathing on on oxygen like man all this is new like never never again like you like you said never had a surgery never never had a hospitalization and uh it was all self inflicted like everything that's again like where the depression and like the regret and all that it's like all this didn't have to happen. It's not like I got into a car accident or you know what I mean? It's like all this is because a selective surgery that I chose to have. all and then this complication is because I didn't walk. So it's just all that's flowing through my head while I'm sitting in the bed, you know, crying on the inside. Um but yeah, we're uh, so it took five weeks to get the drains out, and or not. It didn't take five. Yeah, actually, it did. It actually, did. Like the, the day after I had the drains pulled. Like we already had our flights booked. Uh, like we were ready to get the hell out of there. Um. So five weeks. Uh, up in New York, and then um, you know, well, on onto the Florida chapter. Yeah.
0: Well, let's let, I, I think for people listening who don't have never really had anyone in their life deal with a blood clot before there's not a lot they can do like you know they can give you blood thinners they can watch it like there's just not you know and that's a and and i think it's a you know under regret never gets us anywhere but it's important you know i i think the reflection you did is really important you know that idea you know and that's a message for people to hear like if you're having surgery and your doctor says you need to get up and move you need to get up yeah. and move. Yeah, like, follow instruction. Not somebody asked me follow yeah, instruction. They're not doing it to be mean. They're not doing it to make it painful. You know, you, and you see it. You, you see it happen all the time on show. You know, especially you know on shows about weight loss surgery, like my six hundred pound life. Like when they're like, okay, we this person has to get up after their surgery and move. Like and you you know people fight back on it. And but at the end of the day, like you're given those instructions for a reason. And you know, I I I appreciate you being willing to share, okay, you know, I didn't follow the instructions exactly. And this happened. That was it. And, and, yeah, it, does, that and was it doesn't, it doesn't mean that it happens to everyone, but yeah. it's good to be aware, you know, like having that awareness, you know, one is like the important PSA in what you were saying, but I think it's also natural, like that going through that experience and realizing that choices that you made, even influenced by depression led to further depression, you know, like put you in this place mentally where it's like, okay, regret, regret, not only regret, am regret. I like not, a, cause you know, and I remember us having conversations during that time. Like, should I have done this? Like it's, it's an important perspective for people to hear because it also doesn't mean that that's the perspective you're going to have forever. And that's the way you're going to yeah. feel forever. Like, yeah, no, and it's like natural now, to go through that.
1: Yeah. And like now, um, I'm in the clear i'm a lot clear-headed uh is it because you know a routine is completely back in swing um like i kind of touched on like i want to touch on is you know i started seeking because i was out of it and i was still dealing with, th- with those thoughts Is I, I started going to seeing a therapist uh week weekly and i'm still going and it's you know it's it's trickled down it's you know things have. The, uh, the direction has changed because I've gotten over certain things and you, you kind of, you go to therapy not to, and I want to say this for all my guys out there, um, I know there's like a huge stigma on it and I don't even really like posting much about it. Like whenever somebody wants to reach out to me, like I'm open about it, but I feel like if you over post, you're kind of, it's not really attention seeking, but like when you're over post, it's kind of like, okay, we, we get it. Like, you know what I mean? We get it. Um, but like, I want to say for guys especially you don't go to therapy because you're broken you don't go to therapy um you know again you don't go to therapy because you're broken you go to therapy because you have certain things that you want to deal with that you need to learn and you literally need to unpack because i feel like a lot of us um doesn't matter your background um but like, for instance, like me and you, like we're, we were addicts. We still are addicts and we have our vices and we know what we do to avoid. Um, But like, we all have every single person on this planet. Like we have a lot of weight that we, we carry or have carried or need to unpack. And like, I'm not saying cause therapy is expensive. That's the one thing. Like I know we can go on and on about like Medicare, you know, not Medicare, but like, healthcare and how like different prescriptions for like diabetes or whatever like the whole system's flawed but like it, it ain't cheap and like you don't have to go see a therapist like you could have like guys like you know i could go to you you can go to me like you have to have a small circle that you trust and you could open up to but like you have to unpack like bro like i have i i mean i still have demons like we all have demons but if you keep those demons buried forever like they're just going to keep arising like you have to punch those you have to punch them in the face you have to battle those demons you have to take ownership and like really dig deep so like yeah like that's that's one of the main things is once i once i got back from new york i still felt a lot of regret Like i still like dude did i do the right thing and then it was i couldn't go back to work i still couldn't fucking, again it's not the masculinity thing but it's like Couldn't provide for myself, Mike. Like, I couldn't – I got back, and they wouldn't let me work until I was eight weeks. Like, I had two weeks of vacation. Like, sure, I had a rainy day fund, you know, but I also had to buy AC for my place a couple months after I bought that. Like, it's life. It's part of life, but, like, that's why I had a rainy day fund. But, like, just having to be like, hey, Mom, I might need to borrow some money. And, you know, she's always going to be there, and I'm fortunate for that. Um, that I never came from a family that like struggled to put, I mean, clearly that, you know, never struggled to put food on the table, but like having to rely, like, Hey mom, I might need to borrow, you know, $500 just so I could keep my electricity on or get gas or get groceries. And then again, it's the being stuck again. Like, I okay, you can't go to work. You can't go to the gym. So sit your ass down and binge watch you already watched everything on netflix you already watched everything on disney plus like what what are we gonna do go to the dark web like i don't know Uh, i was just running a thing so i started reading and then you know you could only read so many self-help books until you realize like yo i'm not broken like i don't you know a lot of this stuff is you know i I don't need all the stuff i could i could just read 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 and cram all the stuff and it's good to read and have knowledge but i decided hey yo i need to go and unpack Back. Yeah. So that's why I started going to therapy.
0: Well, and that was going to be my next question. Like what, what was it like making the decision to, to, to go into the, you know, to, to start using therapy as a tool, like, cause I know for some people that is, it, you know, on some levels it's like facing, you know, it's realizing that you're going to face a lot of things, but it's also like making that, you know, for someone who is, is strong and, you know, has that routine and has provided for himself, you know, and got the house and did these things t- to then say I need help. Like what what was it like going through that decision?
1: Uh necessary. Um you know like I like I said it was it was expensive. So um I was putting on my credit card because again like I wasn't like hey mom uh can I borrow $150 it's $150 a week. You know what I mean? Um so I wasn't going to go, hey, mom, I need $150 to go talk to this guy. <laughs> and uh, I'm not going to put this, you know, we have a mutual friend who also reached out to, And I've had a couple guys, just because I've briefly talked about it, reach out to me about finding a therapist and why and all this other stuff. And I kind of had a weird way of going for it. Um, I did all these searches, and there's a ton of them out there. And I was looking at, obviously, backgrounds and what they specialize in. Um, but my main thing is, My guy that I found, uh, shout out to Andrew Kaplan. Uh, um, That's my therapist's name. I don't know if anybody's going to Google search for local, but uh, he is a bearded gentleman. So I saw his face. I saw a man with a beard, and I was like, yo, I think I've only dropped one on here so far. But I was like, yo, this looks like a guy that I could say fuck in front of. You know what I mean? I, I, I wanted somebody that I could open up, cry And I'm never, I'm very calm. Like I don't have like outbursts of like anger or anything. I don't drop f bombs. But I just wanted somebody like, yo, I could sit down and like let it all out. You know what I mean? So I, I didn't feel like I could do that with like a little seventy five year old white lady. (laughs) So that's how I found my guy. Um, But yeah, it was necessary just because there's a lot of things that I have been avoiding forever. Um, You know what I mean? Like Part of the whole weight loss thing is, yeah, you need to mentally be locked in. You need to be like, yo, I'm going to lose the weight, not I want to lose the weight. And you have to be able to make those internal decisions with with food and diet and all this other stuff. But, you know, there was a lot of things. Like, I again, I came from a great family. I was very loved. But there was reasons why. I acted ways that I did. There was reasons why I threw a fit when we were leaving Kmart and my big ass didn't get uh, crazy bread and pizza and a Coke Icy from the Little Caesars. Like, there's all these reasons. And not to, like, I'm just throwing a little detail out there. Like, I love my brother to death. But one of the biggest things that, like, I unpacked going to therapy is, like, everybody has childhood trauma. Like, it doesn't have to be... You were molested or physically abused, but like, yo, I had that comparison again. Like, I love my brother. I had that compared that comparison thing. Like, my brother was always he was hefty, um, but I was always heavier. I was always the fatter little brother. I was. Now I know it's all decision making, like internally. Like, yo, know, if I could do this, I could do anything. If I could lose this weight, and I could, I've proven myself. Like, I could. Anybody could do anything they set their mind to, you know, to an extent. Yeah, you know I'm not gonna jump out of an airplane without a, a parachute, but um, you know I was always the stupid little brother. Like I failed two grades in in uh, in grade school, um, so I didn't graduate high school until I was 20. Like all these things like my brother went to college, he was always like, bro. he was always loved him. I still love him, but it was like always the comparison thing. So it was like I would numb myself by just being the funny fat kid, like you know throwing a fit, getting the food, uh, trying to find, trying to find love in that food. Um, so these are all like little small details that I've unpacked and I've learned about myself because you have to, you know, you have to fight those demons or they're, I'm not saying like, yo, I'm going to regain if I didn't, like I, that's the type of thing like I talked about earlier. Like I'm I'm very, ex- I'm not extreme anymore, but like I was very much so into that that flight mode. There's there's fight, there's flight, there's uh, freeze, and then there's fawn. Like I have a couple, you know, qualities, um, and these are all trauma responses. If for people who you know want to Google it, is um, I had a couple, you know, qualities from fawn, um, but like I was very needed go go go. Like I needed to have systems in place. Okay, we're gonna be here. We're gonna do this. Um, like right now, uh, 15 minutes ago, Michael, I was supposed to, excuse me, Michael, Mike, I was supposed to eat, if I was still so rigid, I was supposed to eat uh, five ounces of blueberries and 22 almonds. I was supposed to eat that 15 minutes ago. I did. not I'm good. I haven't gone to the gym in two days. I'm good. I might go later just because, again, it's a it's a rainy day, and I'm feeling pretty uh, strong after all that paella last night. Um, but, like, these are all things that like I, I learned about myself and I'm still learning about myself. Is like, you know, I had shit. I unpacked it. I I had qualities and traits that I didn't see myself, but other people saw, and then they acknowledged, and then I was like, yo, it's true. It's true. So, like, the we're all extreme people like you're you're not so you're not so much but like you you lost a, sh- a ton of weight so i think a lot of people they go to these extremes so for me it was lost all this weight couldn't be stagnant stay hungry what's next what's next like i need to go do something so we transitioned and we did CrossFit and then we did uh bodybuilding that's where it kind of like really went off the wire where like meal time you need to eat this and it really took a toll on like my personal relationships, my family relationships, like just scheduling. Like, I, I needed to be here, do this right now. Um, so, I'm living a life now of like peace and just a lot calmer. Again, like mm-hmm. if I don't eat that seven ounces of salmon or if, um, you know, the seven uh, asparagus tips for dinner, like, Cool. If I don't go to the gym, cool. Like if I want to sleep in, cool. Like if I want to go out to dinner and eat pizza, I'm doing it. Um. So I was just like all. That's just like another thing that I picked up. I was like, yo, it, it's cool. Life goes on, man. Like you don't need to be so extreme. You don't need to be in control of everything. Like if you if you hop on the highway and two lanes are closed, all right, you're gonna be late for work. You could have left earlier, but you didn't. You're gonna be late for work. Is what it is. If your boss is cool, maybe you could stay. You're 20 minutes late. Maybe you could stay 20 minutes uh, after to make up your time. If not, it's out of your control. It is what it is.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, I, there's a lot in there, you know. For obviously for us to talk about, yeah. but one, I, I think that big point is really important because I hammer that home with people every day in my life, whether it's in my personal life or working with clients or on social media, like we spend so much of our time and energy on things that we don't have control over. And it prevents us from, from learning the lessons and doing the things that we need to be doing. You know, it's, it's wasted energy and going on that journey to, you know, to learn more about yourself, I just think is so important. And you said something at the beginning when you talked about finding a therapist that I think we don't think about when it comes to therapists or doctors or things along those lines, but you have a right to shop around, you know, you should find a therapist that is going to be someone that fits with you. You know, that is that person you can talk to, that person you feel comfortable with. And, and it won't even work
1: out. Yeah, you can bounce right. from one to another.
0: And and often people will, you know, enter into a therapeutic relationship with a counselor and have a couple bad sessions with that person. And for reasons like not, you know, the way that person operates, the mo- the model they use, their expressiveness, whatever it is. They don't feel heard. So then they put it on themselves as having done something wrong. This didn't work. I shouldn't do this. You know, instead of saying, well, I, should I interview, you know, should I have conversations before I enter into this relationship with someone? And if a therapist says that they don't want to do that, you know, okay, bye. You know, I can move on to someone else. It's the same, you know, it's literally the same exact thing. Like when, you know, when i when I even when I take on new clients and they don't want to talk before we start working together, and I'm yeah, like you know we like, should have that conversation. you know you should you know you should at least ask some questions you, yeah, know, you, should,
1: you just, you're just gonna give me money because i I lost weight like okay, right. All right. like
0: understand yeah. how I operate like or even and this is like the one that I think is really hard for people is like if you don't if your doctor doesn't have a good bedside manner and you don't like how they operate, get another doctor you're paying you're paying for that doctor you we often I feel like we're, because we're conditioned in school to listen to our teachers, which is important, but I feel like that conditioning then carries on through other facets of our lives. Like the doctor tells you one thing and you don't understand it, or you need more information and you're afraid to ask questions, or they don't want to give you answers to your questions. And we're just supposed to go like, okay, thank you so much. Okay. You know, like that idea that you go to a therapist, you work with a therapist and you don't feel comfortable opening up completely, or you don't feel like you're being heard or The process isn't going the way that you feel comfortable about. And if you can't express that to them, because often if you express it to them, there's things that they can do, you know, you have to give that person that opportunity, but you also have a right to say, I don't, I don't think this is the right working relationship for me, you know, find that person that you can, you, because this is as, you know, going to a therapist is as important as going to a surgeon, you know, you're, you're, you're doing important work for your life and. In, on some levels, things that are more important than any surgery. So make sure you're finding the right resource. And if that takes some time to find, be okay with that. You know, be okay with with looking for those answers and, and finding that right connection.
1: Yeah, I like that. Yeah.
0: So let, let's get into a little bit of you coming back to Florida. Like you, you started to talk about, like, you came back, I you know, again, I... I I feel bad sometimes when I, especially when I interview people that I'm friends with, because, you know, we lived through this experience together.
1: And, yeah. You was know, reliving. so it's yeah. like, I have
0: to remember like, okay, people listening at home don't know. Um, but, you know, you went through some frustration and, and challenges with, you know, trying to get back to work and get back into, to that routine. And I think, you know, finding therapy is a tool to help you put all of those things into perspective and also start to, like you said, learn those lessons about yourself is, is just really powerful. And on the mental side, you know, we have a a good picture of kind of like where that work took you, like on the physical side, like how did that, how did your recovery progress once you go back to Florida?
1: So, um, I don't remember how many weeks post when I got back. I want to say, I want to say, actually, listen, I did. I think, um, he told me from the get, I think he told me like eight weeks. So I think that's kind of what I aim for. I think he told me I can go back before that. I think it was like week six or week seven when I got back. He's like, oh, yeah, you could you could start going and doing, you know, like arm day type stuff. And I was like, "No, oh, I'm cool. I'm just going to chill and like honestly just recover and rest more. Um, I don't want to push it. But, yeah, getting back, um, I still had to wear my little compression vest, which I looked like a linebacker because it had like pads in it. And I had to wear like a, one of my old shirts over it, or I could just go out in public wearing a vest, but you know, whatever. Um, but I had tried to go back to work and I literally went to work and I punched in and then corporate called and like, what the hell is he doing? Like we just saw he punched in, like, uh, he didn't, we didn't get like a worker's comp like, or whatever clearance, like it's an actual system. Like, oh, okay, whatever. So like I didn't get cleared to go back to work um for eight weeks you know a total like i said i i was gone for eight weeks so yeah i mean that was a lot um again like the whole gym being out of gym thing again he told me i could go back earlier but i was cool and i was like i'm not i'm not in a rush honestly i was going for for walks getting sun reading um but yeah like not being able to have that like cool. I love being back in my surroundings, seeing my people, having my loved ones around, um, being in my own home. Um, But again, just like that routine being gone is like why I got back and I found my therapist. And it evolved and like, you know, you move and you you unpack and you, you get better at coping and handling those scenarios and those situations. And again, you don't, you don't, completely abolish it or get rid of it, but it's, you become better, again, you cope with it better. And you're like, okay, I'm stuck right now. I can't go to work right now. I can't go to the gym, can't do this right now. What can you do? Do that. That's it. That's it. And then obviously once I got cleared and, you know, things started kicking back, started going to the gym, life started getting normal again. Then we, hard of digging deep into my past. And you know what I mean? Like it kind of evolves, that's that's the way it goes. Like you just keep unpacking and eventually you start going and that's why I kind of go bi-weekly now is, you know, there's still stuff, but it's kind of just checking in like, hey, how you doing? Anything pop up? How did you handle it? Because you kind of already get a grasp on the past and how you handle that and you just want to make sure you're still using those tools that you're learning in therapy, outside of therapy, to handle situations, outside situations.
0: Understood. And so, going through, well, because there's different directions I want to, I, yeah, no, different, different questions I want to ask. I'm um, open. Physically, mm-hmm. what is it like being in your, literally in your skin now, like? you know, coming through that experience of having the skin removed, like just for people to get a sense of like what it feels like to go through oh. the healing and, you know, where yeah. you're at today.
1: Um, so now um, I, know, I know you hate it because whenever I like eat something big, I think um, I don't even step on the scale for like measuring or any of that. I kind of just step on it. just out of curiosity. I'm like, hey, okay. Um, after paella night and all that, I think it was 2.18 this morning. Um, but just, I'm, I want to say I'm back. I'm back. Like my strength is almost 100% back. I'm not planning on deadlifting 480, 500 pounds anytime soon, but I could deadlift and, you know, rep out 315. I'm pushing hundred, 115, 110 pound dumbbells. Um, uh, you know, again, I'm a lot looser with my training. So I don't really stress like, Doing in-gym cardio, like I do a lot of cardio at work, my manual labor, like loading, unloading the truck, bringing product up and down people's homes and their stairs. Um, So physically I'm back. Um, I did have a couple spots on my uh, pant line, like the incision line that like kind of opened up um, just from maybe starting like bent over rows and deadlifting a little too early. Um, But as far as like everything's... Everything's healed, um, and uh, it's still wild. Like I don't have phantom moments where I'm like, "Oh, I feel like it's." Uh, there's there's times where like I'll be if I'm sitting down in my work truck for a long time, like a long hour and a half drive, I'll kind of feel like it will kind of feel like, "Hey, my stomach's out of here," but it's really not. But there's no, I don't have any like moments where I'm like grabbing down, looking for it or really regretting or missing it like i'm past that regret phase like it is what it is it happened it was a huge opportunity it, it's done it's done um complications happened all that um but physically i love the way it turned out you know that's why i picked this surgeon i was just grateful for the opportunity that happened um but it's it's definitely wild i mean just going from where i was almost six years ago to now that's that was like the whole point of like the surgery is i was never ashamed of it but i kind of just wanted to blend it. like that was the whole sole purpose it wasn't to go on stage and chase olympic gold like being an olympia bodybuilder like none of that like i said kind of earlier like that vegas show might have been my last one like Part of this whole documentary thing is, it's a two part series. And the second part is supposed to be me getting back and like going to another competition. But it might just be me getting back and getting back into normal life because I really don't have the desire, the want to chase anything out of bodybuilding, like out of any of this is like, I'm cool. Like I got what I wanted, I blend in. I can go to the beach. I can go to the pool with my shirt off. Um, I still, you know, I I have my natural looking chest. So it still looks like, Hey, this guy kind of looks like he might've been a little heavier, but like, and I still have my legs, but you know, it's just, I'm happy. I'm happy with everything physically. So let,
0: let's kind of turn this into like advice mode now, like in terms of what you can share for people, like, what I would like, you know, from your perspective, like, if someone is thinking about having skin removal surgery, like, what are the things you need to, that you think they need to think about? Because I know you've done a lot of thought on, like, what you did and what you should have done and all of that. Like, what are the yeah. lessons that came through that for you?
1: Um, number one piece of advice that I'll tell anybody who asks me right off the bat is you need to absolutely sustain your weight loss for more than a year more than two years, I'd say, um, because it be, it's cool. Like, especially, and again, not knocking, but if you have weight loss surgery and you have this drastic a hundred, 200, 300 pound drop, and then you go to have weight loss surgery because, you know, again, there are chances that, you know, there are some surgeons that operate just off of financial, like you pay for it, boom, we'll, we'll do it for you. And they don't do the, the mental work. I know it's, pretty normal now like you have to go through a psych evaluation to have it done but there's also some doctors that you just pay it and you you get it done so don't do that work, that mental work and they don't sustain it and they lose all this weight and then they have it chopped off and then they have a regain Um, so that's number one tip is yeah you need to sustain it for one, two years and hey maybe it might not be that big of a deal to you you look at guys like uh, obese to beast like he's had his off for I don't know, 10 plus years maybe and still doesn't bother him. didn't really bother me, but he's still flapping, wiggling and jiggling. Um, So it might not even be that big of a deal. So that's number one. Um, Number two is do your research. Um, There are a ton of doctors out there, but a lot of these doctors, uh, especially for us guys, um, they specialize in, you know, breast augmentation for women. And the new thing is uh, Brazilian butt lifts. So, um, you know, do your research, find a doctor that obviously has a good track record. Um, and also, you know, look through their galleries, but, um, you know, they want, you want to make sure that doctor specializes and three, kind of like we stressed earlier, follow instruction, follow instruction. What I did not do post-surgery do not do what I did not do. If that makes sense, follow instructions, just like anything. I mean, you could, you know, build a piece of Ikea furniture without instructions, but, all those little trinkets and all on the on the, the uh, birdal or whatever you want to call, it, you know, it, it always helps to follow instructions. So those are my my three tips for surgery,
0: which I think are all fantastic. Like the first one, I every discussion I've had over the years, you know, when I've had just random Instagram discussions or uh, there was a project I was working on a long time ago and and talked to a couple skin surgeons, like they always say, ideally, be at least Like one year, if not two, you know, two plus years maintaining your weight before you can consider skin surgery. And I think you see it on social media now all the time, like people, you know, hit goal weight and schedule their skin surgery three months later. And it's like, this is like your first major, you know, kind of weight loss journey. It's exciting. And yes, you want it. You want that change to happen, but you need to. The, working on those skills of maintenance and all of those pieces are s- take so much energy and, and direction that you, you can run into trouble. Like, and I also just think from a physical side, that was one of the discussions I had with a doctor. Like he was saying, like, you want to see what your body does during that time. You know, how does your body handle the loose skin? Any of that healing, you know, all of that, like weight loss is trauma, you know, we, physical trauma, Weight loss is, you know, as much as it's a benefit to the body and saves lives, like, it is physical trauma. Your body needs time to relax and, you know, and adjust to right, normal life after being in that traumatic place for, for some yeah. couple years. Like, understand that that's something like, dude, that... You,
1: you, you just lost, like, for instance, like, me and you, like, we were heavy dudes, like, you just lost a more than average, like, you know what I mean? When you lose 200 plus pounds, like, I don't know what the average male weighs, like 180, maybe 200. So it's like, you just lost a larger than average male. Slow down. Relax a little bit. Live with it a little bit. And, um, you know, at the end of the day, like uh, everything, whenever I make like a, 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 you know, a post with any information, I always say take my advice with a grain of salt because, listen, people are going to do what they want to do. You can't change people. People are going to make their decisions. And hey, you can just give that advice, and that's that's what we're doing here. Like this is all just advice. And yeah, that's the most important part. Is like, yo, you have to relax. Like you have to make sure that this number that you're at is sustainable because you might jump forty pounds and you get this weight off super skin tight to where you were. And that was like another one of the discussions before I had the surgery is,, um, I love Anthony, but Anthony was telling me he's like, yo, you should go into like a competition cut. And like really get down so they can get you really tight, but then I was like, "Yo," it's like sustainably. Like I don't like sitting at two hundred. Like I like sitting at two fifteen, two twenty. Like you don't want to go super down and get super tight, and you oh, oh, just feels like you're always like protruding through that. Um, so you have to find that that comfort bubble, especially for you know skin removal surgery. One hundred percent. And I think the second point
0: you made is is so important too. Like, find a doctor that you're comfortable with. I think often you also see people, you know, especially if they find a because often insurance doesn't cover skin removal surgery, and when it does, you might be in a funnel to this is the only surgeon you can use. So a person will immediately jump to being okay with that, and or they or
1: they go to somebody who just has a bunch of followers, right? And, you know what I mean? Then you don't you don't get that same uh, for better terms. You don't get that same bedside manner. Like my doctor. Obviously, he's in New York, but he FaceTimes me, he texts me, he checks on me, you know what I mean? So if you get Dr. Miami or one of these big-ass followers, they're cranking out all these surgeries. Like One, I mean, obviously, they're safe because that's what they do for a living. But when they're cranking out 10s, 20s, 30s, and 40s, you know, a bunch of surgeries a week, like, the quality kind of goes down. And then, obviously, you're going to be talking to their – Secretary and not them, you know what I mean. So you you want that, you want that direct connection. Like this dude's literally, you know, or male or female is literally getting into your body. You know what I mean? They're seeing everything. So you want to make sure that you have that relationship. Like, hey, am I going to be good? Like, if there's anything that pops up, anything, any questions, you're going to be available, or am I going to get a voicemail? Right.
0: And and Anthony shared it when I interviewed him. Like he talked about finding a doctor that understood weight loss or, you know, weight loss, not weight loss surgery, skin, skin removal surgery for the male body. Like it's male and female bodies are handled differently when it comes to these things and making sure that the doctor can clearly articulate to you their perspective on that. Like, so again, it's the same, the same thing with the question, you know, about questioning a therapist, like question your surgeon, like get the, feel comfortable with the person who's going to be doing work on your body. You know, who's, You're going to be going under anesthesia. You want to be trusting that person who's going to be there when you're unconscious.
1: Yeah. listen. He did literally, he did all the footwork. Like he, I just saw his results obviously from being on stage with him and all this other stuff, but he did all that work when he was having, before he had his surgery done and not that I don't think it would offend anybody. And if it does, I'm sorry. Um, but like he found this guy who does a ton of, of um you know for better or terms gay um, like male models in manhattan and all these you know uh supermodels and stuff so they need to look precise and they're very articulate and like they need to have these chiseled jaws and all these features and all blah, blah blah blah. So they're like all right this guy does it. This guy has you know the magic touch. This guy no cap be bussing, you know what I mean? Um Caleb's gonna love that. But like it, just attention to detail based on his uh, his clientele was was huge. And uh, Anthony, you know, under underwent I don't know how many different consultations. And I was kind of like, yo, I like who did yours? Like, let's can we make that happen? Mm-hmm. So,
0: and on the flip side of all of this is still the message that if skin removal surgery doesn't feel right for you, you don't have to have skin removal surgery. Like you said, you know, there are other people in the in the, the social community, you know, that, that have lost, you know, a significant amount of weight, kept it off and never made that decision. So understand that it's a personal decision at the end of the day, regardless of what opportunities come forward. You know, even with the opportunity placed in front of you, if you had decided you didn't want to do it, that would have been okay. You know, like realizing that, you know, I think that, and again, that speaks into that place of therapy and understanding yourself and learning about yourself, like understand that you need to feel empowered to make the decisions that are important for you in your life, and, and it's, and it's it a huge never, step, <laughs> right? Yeah. And it should never be, and it's not one to make lightly. Like you said, it's a huge step. It shouldn't be made because you want to show it off on Instagram, like yeah. That, that be- I
1: was, <laughs> was going to say that. Like if you're doing it for, I mean, obviously most people are going to have uh, cosmetic, and this really opened my eyes and like changed everything for me like I said, this last past six months is like my perspective on life in general Um, is like people are going to have cosmetic surgery and it is more than okay not to like the body that you were born with. And like it might be a nose, it might be your ears, it might be anything like that's fine. But for me, like undergoing and obviously mine were self-inflicted complications is like it's a big step and like you have to want to do this for you. Kind of just like, Losing weight, like sure, I, I I cringe. Like I have a Snapchat, but I barely use it. Um, me and you both have those brand new me videos, and I've seen more like, oh, this girl dumped me, so I lost weight to get her back. And It's like no, nah. especially like especially with like uh, you, you can even do the weight loss and the surgery. Like if you're doing it to people please, or like you said for social media, like yo, I need I lost the weight, but no, I need to be popping, I need to have chiseled abs, I, I need to get rid of the loose skin. Um, You know, it doesn't even need to be like social media, but like validation. If you are doing it for validation from others, why? Why? Like, sit still. Like, this is a huge step. Losing weight, loose skin, surgery—like any cosmetic surgery, has to be for you. Just like any decision you make in life, like it has to be for you. And if it's not, why?
0: For sure. And at the end of the day make those decisions for yourself. Don't make them for anyone else and, and understand that it's okay. Social media can go away. Social media could disappear at any time. You know, it has, you need to be doing this because the rest, and also honestly, you know, I, as, as an old person, um, eventually you realize that there, there's bigger things going on than social media. Like, you know, you think,
1: you you think, uh, you think Instagram is going to last another 10 years? Probably
0: not in the the form that it is, you know, I I think these things are going to keep changing and you're going to have to keep keeping up with what the, the different, not, not even just talking about trends right now, but the idea of like how social media presents itself and what form it takes. And I think it'll all continue to evolve like, and you know, I, I, for me personally, I, I don't even like how Instagram is now. I hate the focus on reels. You it's, know, it's, for me, it's it's well, also, I, I don't have the attention span for reels like reels. I, I almost liked when it was like when stories first came out and they were like 10 second stories like and now stories can be a minute like never mind, you know, eight minute re like reels that go on forever. Like, no, yeah, I like I, I like looking at a scrapbook. I like what Instagram used to be and I. I honestly think we'll see a renaissance of that, whether it's on Instagram or another app, we'll see it kind of circle around again once people kind of get past what's going on right now, but it is. It's just, it is. it's so
1: loud. You open up your phone and right. it's just, well, some reel's like shit.
0: And we're going to, in for those people that are listening, um, we're going to do a little bit of a deeper dive into social media on the after show, the Patreon after show, so I don't want to get too much into it, then, but that's or, where that's where we can talk about some of the new things that are happening on Instagram that I would love to to bring up. Um, so,
1: kind of segueing from like that same point is like, you know, that's another like aspect that I took away from this. And um, again, not saying that anybody who is affiliated with Redcon won't get this far into the episode, but like there was even like speculations of redcon being in some trouble and like going out, going bankrupt and had people like DM me and it's like end of the day it's like yo, social media disappears, I don't rely on it for income, mm-hmm. I don't I don't rely on it for validation like it, it it's kind of a double edged sword like you talk about mental health you talk about therapy and then you don't post for a couple of days and you get surrounded with DMs like you good, everything alright? Like Yeah, like I went to the gym yesterday, I went to the movies with my mom, I went to go see my grandpa, like I'm good was I supposed to post and let you guys know? So like, if social media is gone, cool. Don't rely on it for validation. Don't get paid from it. Like, um RedCon goes. I don't make that much bank off of it. Like, I'm not Kai Green. I'm not a super athlete. Like, I get some income. I get free product. I have to pray for protein. I get to you know send you pre workout sometimes. Um, don't rely on it. So that's like the whole another aspect of like my life. It's, like, once these things go. I could keep going. It's fine. Mm
0: -hmm. You know? Well, and and I, and and I don't say any of this to say that I hope they go away or any, any of those go away, but it's that idea of just knowing kind of like where you are in your life and what's important. Um, So I appreciate you opening up and sharing everything that you did today. Like, let's, let's start to wrap this up and actually talk about what's important in your life right now. Like what are, what are the things that you've got going on that you're focused on?
1: Um, so, as you know, and I won't go into too much detail, but, um, you know, just family, man, just just being present, being present. Like, last night, uh, I went to my buddy JC, had a birthday party, and, like, one thing that I've, you know, done a lot of now is um, whenever I go out to eat, go out to any social gathering, anything, um, my phone stays in my truck. I'm just present. I like to be there, engage in conversation. Oh, did you get this text? No, I'm sorry. My phone's in the truck. Like, just being present, like, even on the weekends. Like, I, we were talking earlier. I was like, oh, I'm going to ghost. You know, I was ghosting yesterday whatever, just for no lack, no other lack of terms. But just, I'm just chilling. just doing me. Um, but, like, heavy focus on family, friends, um, just all my relationships, all in general. Um, because, again, like, I didn't realize it but like i was hyper vigilant in in hyper flight mode you know with with competitions and i really missed out on a lot like i was i was i was there in the flesh i was there but i wasn't present i was just there um so my grandfather's getting up there in age he's 91 right now um his health's kind of you know has good days and bad days so just being there with him a lot um spending time with just family like reconnecting um with old friends i'm kind of in this phase right now where i'm trying to restore balance with uh different relationships from like friendships in like high school or family or anything like if i felt that somebody did me wrong or if i did them wrong i just want to uh, clear the air and just, like, make peace or just be at peace, um, you know, if that makes sense, because that's just where I'm at. Like, that's, I think that's the most important part of, you know, life is just, like, we live, some of us thrive and we love it. Like, I love deadlines, but nobody wants to just live in complete chaos, you know what I mean? So just being present, living in the moment, just being able to Kind of live intuitively, like go with the flow, eat what I want to eat to an extent. That's that's why I'm at, you know, I'm just life, enjoying it, living it, there that's it, living life.
0: Good stuff. Well, I want to run you through the Fat Guy 5, because they've changed since the last time I think we actually did this, so. Oh boy,
1: I can't say Chris Farley?
0: Well, you, I mean, you can, that question is still there, but, you know, it'll be up to you <laughs> in the end. So we're going to run you through that. Then we'll talk about how people can find you and all that good stuff, man. So fat guy five time. Question number one, living or dead, who's your favorite fat guy?
1: Sherman Klump. Sherman Klump Has to be Sherman Clump. I, I don't remember what I said the first time. I don't know if we did the second or the third time, but uh, I don't think I did Chris Rock, But I don't know how to go with Sherman Clump.
0: Why, why is Sherman Klump your favorite fat guy?
1: Um, I just love, I just love the character from uh, from Night Professor, and I just, I love the whole, I love the whole family vibe. Like that's one of my favorite iconic scenes from like a movie. It's just that they, that scene where they go to the buffet and just absolutely clear it. Out. They just clear it out, and um, I don't know. Just this old there's nothing like '90s comedy like the Adam Sandler's, the Eddie Murphy, we'll like all that. It just there we go. Obviously, growing up, growing up and being big, so Sherman Klump.
0: And I'm not supposed to ask questions about answers on in this part, but I did that anyway, so that's that's on me. Question number two, Alex. What is something about yourself that you love?
1: Um, I, I mean, there's a lot, but I just want to say, like, my uh, my intentions. Like, I just feel like I always. No matter what, like I'm always gonna try and become better for myself and for other individuals and just I just I don't know. I just I just always feel like not that there's something to prove, but just like I just always want to just be better and just mm-hmm. prove myself worthy and you know, just be a good person. I don't know.
0: I like it. Question number three, man. Thinking about this past, you know, you're going on almost six you know, six years there, Ren. What has been the most important new habit that you've developed?
1: Um sitting still. Sitting still. Like I said, like I've always been super active and go, 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 need to work out now, need to be there, need to do that. Just sitting still, whether it just be literally doing uh, yoga nidra before bed, Google that people Um, or journaling or reading or literally just going out for a drive. Like just sitting still, like you don't need to go, 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 go. Cause that's what I was always hyper-focused on. So sitting still.
0: I like it. Question number four, man, what is one goal you have for the next year that is not health fitness or weight loss related?
1: Um, Went out my current place and buy another place. Nice,
0: I like it, and have a more thorough inspection done of the air conditioning unit.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. and hopefully, well, I won't be. <laughs> uh, well, I'll definitely do research on whoever rents my place because they're gonna deal with the landlord lady underneath.
0: Oh, that's a whole another. That's a whole another episode of the show, man.
1: Yeah, that won't be my problem anymore.
0: Question number five, man. Um, what is? Because like I, I, there's so much, there's so many ways to kind of phrase, you know, kind of look at this question. But every looking at everything you've been through, if you could go back and talk to Alex on the day he stepped on that pallet scale, what what is something that you would say to him?
1: Um, buckle up. I don't know, like bro, like everything, every aspect of my life has changed. Um, since that day, besides my job, to be honest, I've still working the same job, but everything has changed. So, um, buckle up, buckle up, man. That's it. That's all I can really say. Like, there, there's, you know, I wouldn't change anything because like butterfly effect, but like, buckle up. I like it.
0: Well, Alex, I always appreciate when you come on the show, and I really appreciate this time. You know, kind of what you took us through. In terms of the, what you've been through this past year, and if people want to follow along, and if for some reason they're not already, where do they find you, man?
1: Uh, you can find me at uh, Keto D Fit. No, <laughs> um, find me at Poro <clears throat> Poro ninety two. That is P O R R O ninety two. Uh, that's really the only place I'm really active. Um, if you message me on Facebook, I probably won't check it. To be honest, I'm barely on there. Just go on there for memories. Uh, TikTok, don't believe in it. Uh, So Instagram, Poro92 is where you can find me. There we
0: go. Well, everybody, connect with Poro if you haven't already. Go back and listen to those other episodes as well. That'll all be in the show notes. You can, of course, find me on Instagram as well, at Gourmet Goes Keto, on Twitter at Gourmet Goes Keto. You can email the show at the Forum at gmail.com. And if you are interested in hearing the discussion between me and Alex continue, make sure you're signed up for the Patreon because we are headed right over to the after show now. And after you do all that, my friends, remember, go out there, do something today to amaze yourselves because you're the most amazing people I know. And then catch us here on the next episode of the fat guy forum.